With the holidays past us, we share our new toys, hit the jackpot at the arcade, and get grossed out with Garbage Pail Kids. I'm Ryan. I'm Andy. And this is Weekend Rental, episode 142. All right. Well, we made it through holiday season. You survived. I did. It was Any a, exciting happenings, games, was, horror uh, stories? It disasters? was a Minnesota winter. For, oh, uh, it was for um our area up here. So really cold, then really snowy, then it got cold. Not great, but uh, what are you going to do about it? We live here. We're stuck here. I don't know why we don't move away, but we don't. I always ask yourselves that. Every nine months. Yep. And then even in the July, sometimes you're just like, why do I live here? (laughs) Mosquitoes and heat and, but (laughs) anyway, yeah. uh, Christmas was good. Got a lot of uh, cool games. Oh yeah. Yeah. You got or bought for the kids that you're also doing. Uh, Yeah. That's kind of a, a a mixed bag there. Um, Sure. I got the kids, uh, Sonic Frontiers, but I'm the one that has been playing it the most, so I guess that doesn't say, count. It's a very Andy sounding game. <laughs> yep. How is it? Uh, I'm having a lot of fun with it. Yeah? It's, uh, it, everybody says it's open world, and it kind of is, but there are levels of open world. So, like, once you accomplish all the goals on the island or whatever, it just resets you to a different island and you have to start over, basically, getting all the crystals and doing all the things. So um, it's open level in like Mario Odyssey sort of way where it's an open stage for you to attack. Yeah, it's it's a lot bigger. Well, yeah, it's it's a little bit bigger, I would say, than Mario Odyssey levels okay. are. Um, however, they're not as vibrant and not as... Um, varied or cohesive because uh most of the levels are just like really very realistic worlds like here's this rainy island here's this desert here's this volcano and they're all very realistic and then there's just like rails and shit all over scattered all over the the the, you know in the sky just a cartoony blue hedgehog for no reason (laughs) yeah exactly how do they explain that? Are you in like some weird dimension or? Yeah, it's like a cyberspace thing. Okay. Yep. Um, and then all your friends are trapped. So you have to go help all your friends. Um, which equates to just gathering a certain collectible, going to the person, going to your friend, getting a cutscene, gathering more collectibles, rinse and repeat until you get all the Chaos Emeralds. And then you're basically done with that world. Um, but yeah, there's something addictive about the um, the the system where they have rails and stuff. Usually, there's a you know there'll be a couple springs and a couple of things that you need to do, and uh, just to get a one certain collectible. And I think that part is probably the best part of the game, where it's they're like really tiny little challenges. Okay, for each thing. Um. Most of them are pretty easy, but as I'm getting farther into the game, 
you know, some of these quick time events are harder to hit. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty good in that respect. The rest of the game, I, I don't know. It's fine. Like, how does it control? Like, comparing it to say, like, adventure, does it feel tighter than adventure or is it about oh, the same? Yeah, it's very, it's a lot tighter than adventure. Okay. Um, however, once you get into areas where you need to, like, land on a platform in the sky and you're also in the sky, it becomes half hell. The, half the time, like, there's not even a shadow. So it's like, well, I don't even know where I am in this space, you know? Sure. Um, so that's very rough. Um, it does, you also have to go into singular levels that are more like the classic Sonic. Um, I don't know. Side scrolling? I, I say that in kind of quotes because a lot of them are just like run forward and do the homing attack thing. Sure. Which are is kind of I don't know those later Sonics that are a lot of the there are a couple <clears throat> side scrolling ones in there but they're not as good because there's too much going on. I feel like you get too many graphics on a uh, side scrolling thing like that and you're like I it's I'm not even sure what what thing I can jump on or stand yeah. on or do anything. Um, but those are all right. And they also have, you know, their S rank challenges and all that stuff where you have to get the rings and the speed and all that. But so do you think this is an actual step forward for 3D Sonic or is this just a weird offshoot? I yeah, I think so. If they could make a open world that was just one, actually one giant one. Like, I mean, I don't know why they couldn't just have these as you know, a loading screen in between. Right. It's just, it just sucks that it's like, probably okay. For the same reason they haven't been able to make a good 3d Sonic game yeah. in 20 years. <laughs> yeah. That's probably a lot to do with it. Um, but I don't know. There's something about like getting all the chaos emeralds, beating a boss, you know, really the bosses I'll say are pretty good. There's a lot of biggie, big, uh, mini bosses throughout the map that are kind of almost like shadow of the Colossus style where you have to like basically run up these giants to, you know, really? Yeah. And those are kind uh, of fun. Speaking of big, how's our buddy big, the cat? I haven't, I haven't got to him yet. Oh, that sounds fabulous. I know there's, uh, I, apparently there's fishing spots around that you can go fishing <laughs> with big, the cat, but I've not come across him yet. Um, maybe that's for the good, but, I don't know. Have you looked for the porta potties? Maybe he's in there waiting for you to start fishing. <laughs> we'll get to that later. Yeah. More to come. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think if they, if they refine on this, I think they got, maybe they maybe have something they need okay. to have a bigger, a more, the RPG structure of like unlocking some skills. There are, there is a skill tree in here, but it's very like, um doesn't not, change enough yeah it, it gives you you know new combos to use and that's kind of nice but at the same time like you burn through them really fast and you hardly ever use them anyway sure um so if they actually you know did something bigger than that that'd be good 
That's cool. I mean, it's it's nice that they tried to add that in. I suppose there was like a lot of, I mean, it very much looks like a game where they had a lot of ideas and they didn't really fully realize a lot of it. So yeah, yeah. maybe if they get to a second one, I think the thing that surprised me is like, they really pushed this as like a major release. And then it was like $25 inside of like two weeks. <laughs> yeah, that was so weird. I hope, yeah. I hope they're recouping their costs. Mm-hmm. Um, because we probably won't get another one like this if they're hemorrhaging money on it. But I think it sold really well, but should <clears> at that cost, I would say. It had a lot Christmas of hype, time. which is funny because it had a lot of like press bashing leading up to it. Mm-hmm. Like no, there was almost no good publicity from certain camps. So, but everybody yeah. who's played it seems to be like, well, yeah, it's it's a good thing for the most part. It's it's just fun, just like. I mean, you really can go fast if you get all your rings maxed out. You got to go fast. Yeah, you can really fly around that map, and that's kind of fun. And then uh, just hitting every spring and rail and all that stuff. You know, it's a lot of fun. I'd like to see him do that, but then just like lean into like the 30 years of like Sonic lore. Like, I don't know why they don't lean into the fun sides of like the Sonic universe anymore with like weird little villages and like hot dog stands and there's no reason he can't be in a 3d era and also have a more upbeat tone. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's weird. His voice actor is kind of off. Oh, really? Like the usual guy. Yeah. It's a little like, Oh, okay. It's like Mm. a guy trying to do that. You know, obviously what he's trying to do, but it's off. A little bit of Chris Pratt situation going Mm. on. eh? Yeah. Yeah. How about you? Did you get anything? Um, So I got my usual 8-Bit Christmas NES cart, which I haven't played yet. It's like Grinch themed this year. I don't know what the game is about, but I haven't looked into it. I'll play it probably July is usually <laughs> when I get around like dusting those off sometimes a year later. Um, But then I bought myself uh, because it was on sale over the holidays through Sam's Club. I bought that at Games Legends pinball table as a treat to myself. And that arrived just after Christmas, Mm. the, the Wednesday after, um, and that thing's, I'm very pleasantly surprised. I think most people who have been in retro gaming and think at games, just remember the decades of absolute trash they put out. Um, but with these arcade cabinets, they've actually done a good job. And, uh, yeah, this thing's three quarter size. It's got like the metal rails up on top. So it feels like you've got your hands like a full size pinball table. Like the scale is good. Like it, it, it's the right size to not feel off. I think if it was smaller, like the arcade one ups, it'd feel weird. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they've got a nice <clears throat> tempered glass finish on top. And the screen's probably two and a half inches inlaid into the table. So you've got like this kind of depth of field and then it's kind of back screen with display. Um, built-in leaderboards, built-in bring-your-own-game options. You can pass through PC to do, like, pinball effects stuff through Steam. I mean, tons and tons of options. Endlessly customizable. But what you get out of the box is uh, 22 tables from Gottlieb. Um, And that's I think that's the big caveat with this one, is unless you're going to go the Steam route and modding route, you're not going to get like you're going to get tables you recognize right but you're not going to be able to purchase the big ones right like there's no stern 
There's no Williams. Um, those aren't on here natively, um, <clears throat> but they do have a store. So you get 22 tables, like I said, from Gottlieb. Uh, you know, I, I've played a few of them. They're fine. They're they're okay. What, what I will say is they're probably the laziest in terms of like conversion to digital. Um, they do a lot of like detailed shots of like the play field and like photorealism. They don't flesh out like the the 3D part like enough. There's not enough detail, in my opinion, for on a lot of those tables to really enhance like the bumpers when they make them pop out or the lighting in the ball itself. Um, that's not to say they're bad. It's just once you start playing some of the other things that are available on there, you realize how lazy the first 22 tables are. Um, <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. And then there's a ton of tables from Zachariah, which, again, is another lesser known Um but very heavy in like the era of tables that I like, which is like the golden era uh, with like the bells and like the very simple where you're mostly playing against gravity instead of the table itself. Um, and those are cool. Cause those packs have like some, sometimes they'll do like a reimagining. So you'll get like a, a notable table of theirs, but then they'll do three versions of it. They'll do like, well, here's this table from like whatever year, but we're going to do a version as if it was built in like, 2018 using existing parts or sometimes they'll go to like the eighties with it, like an update, a golden era table. So they reimagine it hmm. and then they'll also do like a D make. So then you'll get like a golden era version of that where it's just like, again, gravity against the table. So you get like these three variants. Um, and it's really cool. And I've ended up buying a few packs of those, but I think like the, the real showpiece is, is the Taito stuff here. There's three Taito table packs um, and they cover all the stuff you'd want, like Bubble Bobble, Space Invaders, Operation Wolf, Elevator Action. Um, and what's cool is, you know, every one of those packs, like there's traditional tables um, and they'll base them on like a certain era. You can kind of tell the style of pinball table they were going for. But then in all of those, there's one where it's almost like an RPG. You're playing pinball, but you're playing for hit points against the table. Hmm. So like an Operation Wolf. Space Invaders and Bubble Bobble, those three tables in particular, enemies spawn on the table. So this is stuff that could only exist in digital. And then they start lumbering towards hitboxes lower on the table next to your paddles. So you've got to use the table to your advantage to try and hit markers and get combos to launch attacks at them. Or you can just smack them with your ball. Um, but either way, you've got like two ways to lose. You can fuck up and drop the ball down the hole or you can take too much damage and then your game's over. So it turns into like this really frantic and strategic experience that you're not going to get on a traditional table. Yeah, that's and, really uh, cool. Yeah, and it's great because it's like all the iconic music and stuff too and sound effects in the background that you love. Um, so those I think are the highlight. I also bought a Dr. Seuss pack, which was the most expensive. It only came with three tables, but those are like bonkers, like crazy detailed <laughs> I can't Hyper. imagine the rails and slides on that. Thing. Oh yeah. And it's just like <laughs> full of stuff that would only exist in digital. Um, but that said the whole experience, even on the traditional tables and stuff is, is great. We spent most of, well, I spent a lot of last week playing tables, you know, cause it's nice. Cause you can like sit there and really get a feel for the table. Um, cause you're not worrying about quarters and stuff. It's got, um, it's got like a sound. It's not like a haptic feedback, but it's like a sound feedback thing for the, the bumpers. So if you're resting your palms in there, you'll feel it like in the, in the table, it uses like a, it's like a bass or something to kind of give you the vibration. Oh, cool. Um, and it's got three nudge buttons. 
uh, one on each side and then a front nudge. Um, you can also use haptic and like hit the table, uh, which I tend not to do because I feel weird about like smacking like a $700 arcade machine <laughs> when there's a button. Um, but yeah, we've, we had a blast New Year's Eve day. We spent a couple hours as a family just going through tables on that thing and doing four player competitions for high scores. And it's awesome. I, um, I had tempered expectations for it, but I think it might be one of my, like, my favorite things that I've bought. Like it's definitely out of all the arcade cabinets and arcade one ups I own and have bought. This is like by far the best. Really? Huh? Yeah. And like, it's just nice. Cause I've always wanted a pinball table. And I still want a real one, but realistically this is much more feasible and economical. Yeah. yeah. And not constantly having to maintenance and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So do you get used to like my big thing was always the digital ones, just the ball, just the the physics just felt off a little bit. There was like not enough weight in the ball or something. Yeah. You just get used to it. Yeah. I mean, I think there's a lot of adjustments on these um, as far as the weight of the ball, but I would say like in most of the tables in the packs here, they've done a really good job of making it feel appropriate. I don't, I don't know, like, cause I'm somebody who's played a lot of like the pinball FX and stuff too. And like the Stern collections, it just somehow feels more correct, I guess, in this format. And I don't know if it's just cause they put more effort into the, the weight of the ball, but things seem to come off the pins. Right. Um, it's, I mean, it's definitely slightly different. You get a hiccup here and there, but yeah, you kind of, you kind of get a feel for how the ball is going to go and like come off the table. Yeah. It's an adjustment for sure. But yeah, and yeah, and, and learning how to use nudge to your advantage is <laughs> very important on a lot of these tables because you know it's a lot, especially like the built-in ones are so old school, like they're not very forgiving. Mm-hmm. A lot of hole shots. So, what does a pack usually run cost-wise? Um, so twenty-five. All the packs are everything they sell in their store is twenty-five bucks, but they had a sale for the new year where they were all twenty-five percent off, so it was like twenty bucks a pack. I bought five of them. Or six of them. Um, I will say the interface is very good overall, but the the purchasing is the weakest part. Um, so there's like this subscription thing you can do and like have access to arcade net and all these online arcade games, which even if you don't pay for that, you get a free sampling. Um, so it's really hilarious when you're playing like a vertical or a side scrolling shooter <laughs> on your pinball table with like a D pad. I've been doing that. Um, I can also play King of Fighters. I don't think that would work out well. Um, but the store is awful. So like once you're in the store on the table, there's, a, I can't remember what it's called, like arcade X or whatever is, is, is the store, right? But you go to the store and it shows you the packs. And even though you've registered and created an account with them, you can't purchase anything on the table. So you have to go to their website, which oh. is this rinky dink, sketchy ass website. And you have to pay for it out there. And then you get three, two or three emails from the company one of which contains your code. So now you take this code that you got in an email. Hopefully it didn't go to your junk, which it probably will. And you'll have to get it out of there. And then you have to go back to the table. Then you have to find the pack that you purchased digitally. Then you have to press the correct button to pull up a menu that gives you the option to redeem a code on that table. And then you have to key that in on your pinball table. Oh, wow. And then you get your table. It's the most fucking convoluted stupid like i had to watch a youtube video to understand how this worked and i was like okay like 
it's it's passable like i can live with it but it is so jank that's a that's bad though if that's like your that's your longevity product you know (laughs) yeah well and then the other thing that i noticed that sucks too is like when you buy those they give you the option to tie everything to your arcade id or the device so if i if i tied it to the device it's device only right like if something happened to my table it'd be lost so i can tie it to my id and then i have the ability to install it on up to six machines that run this interface so all the arcade lines uh but the problem is is like you do that well then it automatically associates it with your online id so if it loses connection to your internet like it's done to me a couple times you can't play the tables you already owned and tied your mm. id so then you have to go back to the arcade app store and then say that you want to play them in offline mode but then it disassociates everything from your id so if you want to reinstall them on another device you have to sign back in so it's like this super because eventually like i'm not i'm not like in some fantasy world where i think that their online infrastructure is going to exist in 10 years i'll be surprised if it exists in five years but like just knowing that at some point it's not going to exist and i'm gonna have to like manually go in and like download everything i put on like tied to my ID is like super annoying. Um, so yeah, that stuff kind of sucks, but it's only disconnected once or twice for me. So it hasn't been a huge deal. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's kind of dumb. Mm-hmm. But they built in online leaderboards and stuff. So you can see your global standings. All that's kind of fun. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, it's cool. It's well built. It's, it's a little short, but I haven't adjusted the legs fully up either. I think I could get it another inch or so up but it's not quite like the hip height you'd have for a full machine which i guess makes sense since it's three-quarter size but yeah yeah usually you yeah 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 i'm jealous i i was had my hand on the buy button on that thing but yeah you'll have to check it out i think you'd be impressed yeah i'm sure they'll go on sale again yeah so do you think you could is there somebody that has like transform these tables into roms and load load them on there somehow i got to imagine right because like just the way that you can so that's the other thing too is like if i was going to do not through their store and get dual display because i'm assuming if i did rom i'd probably have to push it i gotta look into it more but i think i'd have to push it off a pc Mm. like a pie but you do have to buy like another 90 dollar board to be able to split your monitor display like it's basically just a pcb board that gives you like dual screens so that you could use both the high back and the low back for the play field not that you'd need the scoreboard like would i care if i had a laptop sitting there with like the scoreboard probably not yeah but i gotta imagine at least on the pc somebody's got like all these things just sitting there i'm gonna have to do some more research there is like a you can bluetooth controller anything in i can plug a playstation or an xbox controller in through usb um and then they actually even sell like a 90 dollar arcade joystick thing that plugs into the top of the play field so right now like there's a d-pad built in and then it replaces that with a joystick and like six buttons and then you can play whatever you want on it right so you have like two scale like burger time like any of those vertical games would look great on there but i'm just like I have enough shit that does that. Like, I just want this thing to look like a pinball table. So I'm not going to go too nuts on a lot of this stuff, but I would like to figure out how to get way more pinball games in there for not a lot of money as, as your question yeah. leads to, because <laughs> I'm done spending money on it, at least until there's like a fire sale on their store. But 
Yeah, I didn't know that part that you could Bluetooth things in. Otherwise, I would have bought it and just bolted it to the t- like to the wall. Then you could just have it like as a screen on the wall, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah, there's a so they even sell like uh even though like those like legends at games, like the ones that were on fire sales on uh like GameStop last year for like 50 bucks or whatever, like that will just connect to it too. Like apparently sure. like all the at game stuff is just like super connective. So huh. I don't know. But I just can't imagine like, do you really want to sit there and like stand around a pinball table and like stare down at like an arcade game? No, just that would hurt. Feels yeah. like it'd be weird. So. It, it, well, it might be the ultimate like the ultimate Tate mode, I guess. But. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it'll be cool for that. I'm I'm definitely going to throw some ROMs on a um, thumb drive. Cause I think their, I think their emulation is very good at just adapting to like, I think it's more intuitive um, than MAME, at least as far as like it just recognizing and trying to go for the core that it thinks is going to work. Um, so I'm going to try throwing a bunch of stuff on there. Hmm. Cause yeah, even if you're just bored one day and just wanted to stand by it and, play a little you know beat em up action for a, a little bit or something but yeah, yeah i'm more interested in getting shooters on there if i could yeah i but, could see that being cool yeah so far i'm just really liking playing pinball i've been playing every day yeah that's fun that sounds awesome yeah it kind of is hmm. we also played another game though that was less awesome on New Year's Eve day. Oh. And I introduced oh, no. my I introduced my family to a party. Oh no. A Mario party. <laughs> Talking 64? No, Switch. Okay, okay. So, I had to bust out my uh Joy-Con. I bought like those Zelda Joy-Con. It's the only extra set of Joy-Con I ever bought cuz you can only play with the Joy-Con. Why? <laughs> cuz Nintendo hates you. Uh, so no I had to charge all those. Yeah. I charged all those up. Uh, I then went to put the game in my switch and that's when I discovered that my ungrateful fucking little monsters of children ripped my, um, kickstand off my switch. That's just gone. Nobody has an answer as to why, which that put me in a really good mood. And so hmm. I was just like looking at, looking at my kids. I was like, I know one of you guys broke it off. Just tell me you did it. <laughs> Nobody said anything. Just like silence. And I'm finally, I'm like, let's play some fucking switch then i was just like pissed <laughs> like God damn. so yeah i don't know i was like you guys both have switches take care of me. like break your own switches leave mine alone yep but that's so i mean a, that's the best way to start a mario party is already angry. Well, already pissed yeah everyone on the couch is pissed kids are pissed at dad mom's pissed at dad for being pissed at the kids i'm pissed at everybody so yeah we start a mario party nobody's played it and Ryder and I, like my my son, has the exact same mentality that I do in that those games are bullshit because it doesn't matter what you do, how good you do. It's all chance and you're going to get fucked every which way from loose. So my wife can't understand the mini games. My daughter just keeps winning every game because she'll get like the bonus things and whatever. Uh, And this new game has a quality of life feature where it like gives you a preview on how to play each mini game, right? Great, great idea. Except it requires every player to like hit the bumpers to ready up. <laughs> so my family would sit there and just endlessly play this like preview. I'm like, guys, let's go. This isn't the, yeah, I'm like, this isn't the game. Let's ready up already. So yeah, that was a shit show. It basically just escalated into increase. We played two rounds 
of 10 moves each. And uh, it was just increasingly toxic and more volatile. Like the longer we played, like people were screaming, like it was getting more ugly. Like nobody was having fun. <laughs> My son walked out at one point because he was just like so pissed at how unfair this was. <sighs> And like, I'd be trying to give like my kids advice and like, don't do that. Cause this and this and this, my wife would be just like, Oh yeah, you want to take that? Like you just screwed the kid. Like you told her to go the wrong direction. Now she goes in an endless loop and misses her chance to get the star. And <sighs> all this to say Mario party still sucks. And I was right when I played it the first time back in the N64 days and that it's a garbage, boring, awful experience. And it destroys families, at least ours. So um, I hate it. Which one did you play? Super Mario Party? Yeah, uh, whatever new ones on Super the Switch. Stars? Yeah. Super Stars one? Yeah, I don't know what it's called. And we just played the traditional Mario Party mode. So. Yep. Still yeah, terrible. It's... Uh, my son has the Super Stars one, and he likes playing the minigames. But, sure. you know, like going in and picking the ones that he wants to play and yeah, let's totally play reasonable. these mini games. None of that other bullshit attached to it. Just yeah. go in and play the mini games. Go for it. But yeah, the party stuff, he was the same way. Like he was upset that other people were getting coins when they were, you know, they went the wrong direction or they, you know, yeah, or they missed a star by one turn or whatever the fact is yeah because it's like it's not even it's not even good in like a board game sort of way like there's no strategy to it like it is it's like life it's like life the game life is one of those board games where it's all chance and if you get the right things off the get-go you're gonna win and that's all mario party is it's just a bunch of random sequences and then inevitably one person's always like way behind the play field that person's never going to get a star Unless they happen to get like a magic power up or something, you know, it's just stupid. Yeah. And then at the very end when they're like, oh, let's do the awards. Yes. Here's a star. Here's a star. Here's a star. And you turn the game on its head. Like it just completely throws everything out the window that you just spent an hour doing. Yeah. It's the worst. I don't know why there's so many of those. And I don't, I genuinely do not understand why people love them. They're just not fun. I, so this last one. It has boards from all the N64 ones and, you know, other, like, they were remaking them. Sure. And then they never put out another update. Like, what what in the world are we doing if you're just making this one-off thing? I thought the whole, I thought for sure they were like, oh, yeah, you know, a month later, here's the new board. Here's a new thing. Maybe they'll surprise you in, like, another year of expansion pass where they just throw in a bunch of new ones. Yeah, that could they be did it with Mario Kart like 10 years later. Right? Yeah, it's true. I just it just blows my mind, too, that this is the first time they've managed to get online play in. I mean, how how oh, the I, Mario Party games weren't online by the Wii yeah. just blows my fucking mind. <laughs> yeah. Like you had an online storefront, but you couldn't let people play online together. Come on. Yeah, that's but I mean. You look how mad you were playing with the people that you love. Like, could you imagine playing this with strangers? That's true. That you don't even know I mean, hopefully what they're, they're doing. Voice chats, otherwise it's just like profanity yeah. nonstop. They're probably sitting on their phone, just you know, waiting and not even pressing buttons. Who you know? Who even knows? Yeah. 
That was another fun conversation over break too, as my son was walking around playing Fortnite on his switch headset on. Mm. I'm like, Oh, what you doing? I'm like, cause I've told him like, you don't play switch on, you don't play Fortnite online with other people. Like you just don't do that. I was like, oh, I'm talking to Lily, you know, his sister, she's down in the basement. I was like, okay, that's reasonable. So then pretty soon, like it's what I'd been most of last week off. So my daughter comes up about 10 30, 11 in the morning, hops in the shower I can hear my son from his bedroom still talking to people. I'm like, hmm, that's weird. So I knock on his door. I'm like, hey, thought you were uh, chatting with your sister. It's weird because uh, she's in the shower. I'm pretty sure she's not playing Fortnite in there. So then he tries to quickly backpedal. I'm like, oh, no, it's this friend from school. I was like, oh, what's his name? Mm-hmm. Takes him a while. I was like, oh, that's cool. How did you add him to your friends list? Do you know how to do that on Nintendo Switch? He's just like, well, uh, yeah. I'm like, dude. Like you need to stop lying. First of all, you suck at it and everybody can tell. <laughs> and so he was pissed. I was like, just don't dude. It's another kid. I'm like, yeah, you think it's another kid. Like you don't know. Yep. So that wasn't, a, he wasn't real pleased with that. Plus you're not missing anything. <laughs> like no, I don't want to play that way either. So yeah, there's a lot of stupid crap you miss out on. <laughs> Yeah, so I don't know. I think we resolved that issue. We'll see. Wasn't impressed though. Between between that, because that was the same or the next, that was the day before, and then the next day the broken switch thing. I was really oh, so yeah. I threw that back, back in his face. Yep. I was like, "You sure you're not lying to me again? You lied to me about playing Fortnite." <laughs> He's just like, "No." I'm like, "All right, all right." <laughs> Frustrating. Uh, we played a family game oh. that was a little bit better than your Mario Party experience, I'd say. I, about anything would be. <laughs> uh, we picked up on the Steam sale Rift Tracks, the game. What is that? Is that that board game they used to have? No. So do you know what Rift Tracks is? No. Okay. So it's the people that were that, well, half the people that were behind Mystery Science Theater. Okay. They just made their own thing and basically they you can buy their tracks and they basically talk over every movie you know they do commentaries about this but they they also still do the same old you know dumbass like b movies from whenever you know and commentate over them uh so what they did is they made it into kind of like a jackbox game okay where uh they have different clips from their episodes, you know, where they'll, and then they'll show the movie clip and then they'll put like insert riff here. And then okay. everybody on their phone has to write, you know, a good riff on that. Yeah. And I think it, I've seen some of this. It's all like black and white old, like stock footage and things. Yeah, Some, some of it is there's yeah. some newer stuff. There's yeah. It's kind of all over the place. Just yeah, I think different there's like that they use your words or whatever that was similar to this, right? A couple of years ago. Yeah, I think so. It might be even, it might be the same people i'm not sure but okay but yeah that's it's it's pretty fun so did you play that with your kids yes so Were they able the, to come up with some zingers or how did that yeah go? so that's the the best that's kind of the best part about so far this year it's like they're finally to the age where they can read and write and right. actually kind of do sentences so they're actually able to play these um we did try some jackbox games but even those are like some of those get really complex and it's like what's going on here and they have a shorter timer 
but this one was perfect um because you know they just can write whatever they want right and most of it's like poop related or oh yeah i mean of course something like that or uh they also have like um you can quickly add like uh some fx that they have just they're just basically some sound clips you know like a fart or whatever and most of it was just like bra and yeet and just yeah burps and so let me ask you this how many times have you been disturbed by what your children put in? <laughs> i i don't know about disturbed but like thinking like in what way were you thinking this clip like i couldn't understand in what in what reality that they were trying to to view this one short video clip That's but funny. uh it was massively entertaining and uh nice i can see that being good we uh we also over the holiday break similarly i guess to your story with the reading and the the comprehension started playing cards against humanity with our kids which that (laughs) is that is also that also gets pretty out of hand pretty quick we don't want them chatting online but here's cards against humanity well and the funny thing is is like Uh, the funny thing is is they have the kids version of cards against humanity but it's still like you can go all sorts of places with that it is not it's not pg at all so it's mostly just like playing up to like your audience, I think. And that yeah, one. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, I mean, that's, that's the thing with most of these games is like, you can tell usually where it came from. Right. I mean, so I assume they, this is like that game is similar and where everybody votes at the end of a round or one person's making the call and it yeah. moves on. Yeah. Everybody votes for their favorite ones. Um, that sounds pretty awesome. <laughs> And usually the kids vote for each other and then the parents vote for the others because I guess different styles of comedy going on in there. But nice. Sounds yeah. cool. I'm going to have to check that one out. I don't know if I have enough smartphone devices to make it work. <laughs> Figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good time. You been playing anything else then? Um, so I picked up uh a game that was on switch that was really cheap it was like 99 cents or something like that i paid 2.99 for it and the sequel you did huh yes like four months ago five really okay so i i've was it you that told me about this game then i've heard yeah the game yeah well the game we should probably mention the game it's daddish which you're playing as a dad radish and his kids run away and then it's just kind of like this cute little platformer, right? Yeah, kind of Super Mario World-esque graphics. I just love the shit that the kid and the dad say back and forth to each other. <laughs> yeah. Like, you're like he'll basically like call his kids a dumbass to their face. And they're like, <laughs> yeah. ah, shucks. Yeah. yeah, it's... I don't. Have you played through it all the way? I'm about in the last world, I think, on the first one. Okay, yeah. Not incredibly long games, but... The pacing is good. The level design is good. I feel like super cute, tight controls. Yeah, I think it's like maybe a two and a half hour game, but. Yep. Starting to ramp up difficulty toward the end there where where you really got to like really get your controls right. Yeah. Almost Meat Boy-esque at that point, but. Yeah, and the bosses aren't overwhelming. They're just more of an endurance run than anything. Yeah, the bosses are pretty easy. Yeah, they're very cool games. I guess there's three of them. I think the third one might be like 3D-ish. 
Um, but I've only purchased the first two, beat the first one, and never gotten into the second one yet. Yep. So I, I picked all three of them up on Steam after I bought it on Switch because they were okay, all still on sale Way on cheap. Switch. Yeah, or on on uh, Steam. So I picked them up there. So I'll probably get through them. My uh, kids really like them a lot. Too yeah. same reasons. I mean, you get to the end and you see their kid, and you know the dad's calling them idiot kids, and the kids are like. I wish you would die. And like, I like in the a first cute one. way. <laughs> yeah. I like the first one you run into too. He, he's like, you didn't make it very far. He's like, I'm the laziest of all your children. <laughs> yeah. He's like, Oh, good to know. <laughs> yeah. I think my favorite one is when you save them, they're like, Oh, look at all these enemies. Like those French fries. They're, they're pretty great. Aren't they? And you know, you're like, <laughs> uh, they tried to kill me. And, and he's right. like, yep. Yep. Pretty great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you'll have to let me know when you get to the third one i'm curious how different it is but i do need to get back into that my son's actually been working on it's funny because like you put it on the list and my son's been playing it this last week too trying to complete it so but yeah that yeah, was like that was my nighttime like bedtime game for a while i just i knocked it out in like four days i just lay in bed and put like 40 minutes into it yep yeah they're really well designed yeah it'd be cool to see like a physical collection at some point mm-hmm yeah and then i uh went crazy on steam too because i'm like well if this cheap game is that good what about all these other cheap games that were like surely they're all good yeah <laughs> so we'll see i haven't gotten through any of those but yeah that's always a, I didn't even, that's always a fun time i didn't even check out the steam sale we uh so what we did do one day during the break too is like we got that kingpin's arcade like bowling place that opened up Well, they do happy hour on their arcade games where it's like half price all day from like 11 to three or whatever. So realistically you're never making it over there during happy hour. Cause kids have school and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, but we went over to Christmas break, got there right when they opened and like my daughter and my wife are just like, arcade gurus like they've got like certain games cornered where they're like hitting the jackpot like every play or every other play so we went there and spent like two and a half hours at the arcade and we walked out and keep in mind like we didn't cash in any of our tokens because it's like the store was wiped because it started filling up right like everyone's on break so the store was just devastated but we walked out of there with 30,000 tickets <laughs> so like to give you context to what 30,000 tickets is there's like a nerf gun is like 5,000 so we just like crushed oh, wow. this thing um so we got like a ton of points to spend like everybody's hitting jackpots like my son was like putting stuff in first time hitting like jackpots on games that i didn't even know it was possible to jackpot on they were like nailing it wow it's kind of impressive it was a hell of a run Could get tootsie like, rolls by the bag no yeah there's like one game in particular it's like one of those knocking games where it's like the sphere thing and you like hit the button so the stick like slowly swipes through and drops the main prize and my daughter and my wife have that like on lock so they would hit it and then like you'd be out of commission for like 10 minutes while counting out your tickets for you and like the lights flash then as soon as that was off, they were like vultures, like running back to that machine and like knocking really? back in again. It was, <laughs> it was crazy. It was a good time. I was, I was impressed. And it was just mostly impressed that I was able to reason with my kids finally. So they don't just like have to blow the points. So it's been nice. So are you going to quit your job? 
I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Like we talked about that <laughs> and I think, you know, we can realistically recoup selling on this online about 70% of what we put into it. So, you know, if I do the math on what we have in savings, I, I probably could make it like, you know, three, four months yep. uh, at this, at that loss rate, you know, it'd be fine. Maybe we'll all start selling drugs on the side, make, make it a permanent thing. Yeah. I, well, I mean, you'd, you'd have want to, to pedal drugs hour. at the arcade. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, if you only ever play at happy hour and you only order pizza and appetizers during happy hour, it's half price. So you can really stretch your budget. <laughs> yeah. I like this plan. I mean, it was it was pretty good. But that's yeah, that's exactly what my wife said. She's like, we should just start selling this stuff. I was like, Yeah, we're we're still gonna lose. <laughs> still losing so much money. <laughs> Squishmallows don't go for that much in the secondary market. Mm, yeah. At least it's some, something. Most of the yeah. time you walk out of there and it's like, this is it's, it's yeah. like well, a dollar. And that's, yeah. That's the thing is like, I know they're going to come out with like, I mean, granted we probably put like a hundred bucks into play cards for them, but we'll probably walk out with realistically $80 in merch. So I can, that's I can kind of justify that for the time spent. So. But we, we figured we'd go back like in a week or two when they've had the store like replenished and kids are back in school. So yep. I got my eye on a Mario uh, desk light. So it's only 7,000 tickets. I think I deserve that. Yep. Do they, does the local casino have happy hour for kids? Oh, I should, on their find, machines? Out. I should find out. Gambling half off. Yeah. I mean, my kids are probably going to be like, yeah, slot machine addicts at this point. So, because <laughs> my son's really good at the, like, I don't know what they're called, but it's like, yeah, the drop a coin game. Like, he just crushes on that. Oh, those things are awesome. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they're really fun. So, he was, except they're like, it. they're like kind of not as manual as they are used to be. Like, the some of the new yeah. ones are just like press a button and they randomly come out at certain times. Yep. And that's what this one is too. It's like timing the button press to like it hitting the ramp, but yeah, no control over the ramp or anything, which is kind of lame. Yeah. And then speaking of lame, I know you've watched some stuff over since the last time too, but have you checked out the newest season of letter Kenny? Don't say that lame. It is unquestionably the worst season of letter Kenny. Oh no. By a good margin. It's six episodes long. I people are disagreeing with me around the office, but I strongly feel the first three episodes of season 11 are worse than fart book, which I consider to be the low point in the series. <laughs> I would put them under fart book um, to the point where like as excited as I was to keep watching letter Kenny, I had to stop because I was like, I haven't laughed once in, in three episodes. These oh, are all that's terrible. Rough. And I don't know if it was just like he was busy filming Shorzy at the same time. So like the focus was gone, but like you don't even get into what I would consider a traditional episode or a traditional feeling episode until the last three. And then I enjoyed those more, but I don't know if I enjoyed them because they were actually good episodes or I was just so happy that they weren't the first three episodes. <laughs> and I think it's probably the latter. That's was, that sucks. I, I think they jumped the shark. Like big time. Yeah. A lot of emphasis on side characters too. Like I don't need that much Glenn. 
I'm sick of the skids. Yeah. Definitely don't need that much gale. Yeah. I think it's over. That's a bummer. Cause like even though I didn't even go to the end of where it was before. Cause even those were getting a little bit, I don't know. Not as, not as, uh, yeah, not as, uh, tight and quick witted as they used to be. It was like, let's spend five minutes on this wordplay. And it's like, okay, I got the joke right away. And now it's right. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing is like the cold opens on a lot of these were bad too. Like usually the cold open is like a guaranteed laugh. And like, these were not, huh? not that. So, and then it ends like it always ends every season, which is like a fist fight. So. It's like, yeah, I got to do that. And it's like, well, cool. A slow-mo <laughs> fist fight. A bunch of guys jumping out of a truck. I'm like, eh. it's every season. Come on. <laughs> what holiday was it, though? No holiday. Mm. Or was it? I'm trying to remember. The last episode wasn't great. But, yeah, I don't know. It just. It was really disappointing. And I'm like a huge. Like, I can binge that all day long. And I just couldn't do it. Hopefully wow. they either end it or they come back strong for like one more season. Yeah. Yeah, that's a bummer. Hmm. Yeah, especially when you wait. Um all like when they announced it was dropping on the twenty sixth, which I guess it always does the day after Christmas. Um yeah. Disappointing. I did love I don't you've got HBO Max, right? Yep. Did you catch this place rules? No. Oh my God. What's this one about? So this place rules is the all gas, no breaks channel five guy. Oh really? It's his documentary. Um, he worked with Tim and Eric on it. Some too. I mean, they're not in it or anything, but it's all basically like, here's how I saw America unraveling as we led up to January 6th, as I saw it. And it's like him going to like black Lives matter stuff. It's him going to stop the steel stuff. And it's just like him doing his thing where he's like objectively pretty quiet, even though you can tell like he kind of loses in this one. Like he's in situations where he's just like, even he looks at the camera and he's just like shaking his head. Like <laughs> people are going to die here. Like, you know what I mean? Like he's really? just like, I, I can't believe what I'm hearing. Like he, he does some amazing stuff. Like he goes in like a QAnon household where these people have like brainwashed all their kids. And the guy's like going through like the dark web and deciphering QAnon codes. He's like, he's like showing it to him. He's like, Hey, I see they spelled sacrifice wrong. Do you suppose that's a hidden meaning too? He's like, Oh, of course These people are geniuses. But I think the um, best is he gets Alex Jones drunk off his ass and has him like bare shirt, like benching and like chugging poos at the same time. It's kind of amazing. Wow. <laughs> and it's like, it's this like, super sad public display of like how fucked our country is um because you can watch that and you're going to fall into two camps you can watch that and understand that and then there's going to be the people that watch that and still believe everything that the insane people are saying yeah that's so that's like the like the always the double edge like sadness to the reality of America anymore. But it is like if you're a level-headed person, like it is like it is shocking 
like the things that people say and like some of the stuff he caught on film. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I don't know why he put himself in the situations he did. Like, Cause he was at like ground zero on some of those like fights in DC and like, it was nuts. Yeah. He's constantly getting, I mean, for a guy who's made a living basically being a microphone stand. Yeah. He's, <laughs> he has balls to go where, where, where the microphone should go, you know? Yeah. 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 And it was like some of the most toxic mega stop the steal, like some speeches that I didn't even like, cause they're banned on every other platform, right? Like you just like, they just don't exist in most places. And yeah. But I mean, he was like super insightful about it too. He's like, you could see what was happening. You know, he's like, it was, it was left media and right media and everybody's saying this is war and everybody's gonna like everybody, they're building people to pit it against each other and turn it into a war. He's like, you take the people on the right who are like conspiracy theorists. Will you deplatform them? And all you're doing is like pushing them into tighter and tighter echo chambers so that all they're hearing is more of what they want to, you know, like so like it wasn't that hard to understand exactly what happened it's still completely unacceptable that it did and the fact that <laughs> it's played out the way it did and by that i just mean how people aren't incarcerated and where we're still at two years later blows my mind it yeah. makes no logical sense because you're it's people arguing conspiracy theories against facts like this is another like perfect example of like this is it's not him telling a narrative like he recorded people saying and doing these things as a matter of fact like it's just objectively facts like how how some of these people have gotten away with it it's just i don't know yeah i like that he had the was it the he was the antifa guy he basically had him on camera saying like, Oh yeah, I sell merch for both sides. Like he's like, I may or may not have websites that sell like Biden stuff too. And like, it's like, you're such a sleaze bucket. Wow. Yeah. That, that's gross. like most of his videos. I feel like they're like entertaining to watch. And like the people, some of them, the people are truly like interesting people. Yeah. Some of them are act absolute scumbags and usually at the end of it there's something like the feeling that you had while watching it is gone and there's a different feeling there now yeah you'll have to watch like the one like the one ender clip i i can't believe he had the balls to do it and he doesn't like again he doesn't usually step out into that realm but like as a closer he like sat down with one of like the conspiracy guys and he's like so you could accuse all these people and like being like child molesters and like eating babies. He's like, do you ever think that like some of that is projection? He's like, what do you mean? He's like, well, I've got your criminal record here. Oh boy. This is from like whatever <laughs> year where you admitted and pled guilty to like f- fucking an eight year old in the ass. He's like, are you saying this isn't you? He's like, well, no, but it's just like, Oh my God. And you could tell he was super uncomfortable in that situation. Like his face is like beat red. I'm just like, I, I can't believe you sat across the table from that guy and like said that to his face. Wow. It's kind of incredible. Yeah. That guy's going to die at some point, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> well, people will stop talking to him at some point. Right. Especially with like this kind of exposure. Like, this I, is everywhere. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I think uh, it's an eye opener and I, I think it is pretty sad too. And it's pretty sad that 
a lot of the truth spoken in it will still fall on deaf ears mm. to a large mm-hmm. degree, but need to watch it though. Like it's, yeah. it's crazy. Yep. Yeah. I didn't even know that's what that was about. Yeah. Yeah. Not as upbeat as the movie you watched. I see. Well, <laughs> I assume you watched the new one. Is that correct? Yes, I did. I actually watched the old one a little while ago. Um, <sighs> and have you seen the new one now? No, so no, Top Gun Maverick is what you watched, right? Yes. I My wife has been wanting to watch it. I just haven't said all right yet. Maybe okay. We'll get there. Yep. Well, I won't. Is, it, is it the movie that everyone makes it out to be? Uh, I think the last half hour is very good. <laughs> okay. The beginning part does all the, that bullshit where like, remember this, remember this. We're making this the same exact shot from the first one. Here we go. Jurassic and World Dominion. Yeah. So way too much of that shit. And then uh, the second one is they're doing a Star Wars trench run. I don't know. <laughs> they they just stole it. I don't know does why nobody has said bulls, anything. Like, rats and a T-16 back home? <laughs> Not quite. Well, maybe. I. There might be something somewhat related like that. I don't know. Okay. But it's it's the same mission. I'll say that. Um, hmm. But the last the last bit when they actually carry out the you know the full mission real to, real life. Some good action. It's a good movie in that regard. Um, so let me ask you about the kid who the actor who's supposed to play um, Goose's son. Cause I've always found him to be not a particularly good actor or a convincing actor. How is he in this movie? I, I, I feel like Tom Cruise just pushed everything, everybody aside. Okay. And this to be like, I'm the star type thing. You so know, everybody else is just like side cannon fodder. doesn't matter. Kind of. Yeah. I mean, he probably is like the other main character because there's more baggage with all of that, you know? Sure. Um, but yeah, the rest of it, I don't know. There's so much of it that you can just tell that's like, this is just Tom Cruise being like, well, I'm the, I'm the movie star. This can't happen. Or, you know, there's even like a, he has like a relationship with a girl and there's, you have no idea who this girl is. Like they don't reference it in the old movie. It's not the girl from the first movie. Okay. But it's just like, well, I have to have somebody. So it's Tom Cruise, of course. Yeah. 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 So like all of that would it, it didn't it even need to be his actual there. wife, but he doesn't allow her to act <laughs> anymore. So yeah, it's it's it, the probably the most hilarious thing to me is do you remember that uh, trailer for the mummy that he was in? Yeah. That they released without any uh extra audio during a certain segment. Oh, I don't remember that part. So they released this this trailer and it it was screwed up. It was not done. And it was Tom Cruise like flipping around inside of an airplane that was falling. It was just him going, uh, 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 you know, just all these grunts and like weird okay. sounds. And that was it. That was it. It was just really weird. It was completely silent other than that. The the last mission in this movie is basically him doing that in the, like, there's no music, there's no nothing. It's him just like breathing hard. And you think it was you know, intentional. Do, I, I don't know. 
but I think it ad- that part adds a lot to the movie because it's not like the whole danger zone and just cool stuff. It's base. It was like, oh shit, I'm pulling ten G's, and this is what it would sound like, you know, if I was a human doing that, being crushed alive. Yeah. So <clears throat> it, it was just funny that there was a comparison to that. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I'll have to check it out eventually. Like I'm one of those people that like I've definitely seen the first one in bits and pieces. I've never sat all the way through it. Like. So I don't have like a ton of nostalgia for it. So I don't know if that's going to hamper too much. No, I don't think so. Okay. Yeah. I'll have to check it out. I've got an, I've got an HBO max. It's on there, right? Yep. Uh, Paramount. I think Paramount. Was, yeah. Yeah. One of, yeah. I got both. So yeah. The, I don't know. Like my wife was saying, like maybe they do all this because people haven't seen the first one. Yeah, I suppose. I mean, it's been they doing all this stuff, but 30 I, years or yeah. 20 some years. I don't know. The oh, that '90s show is that out already? No. Do you see the trailer for it though? No. I, yeah, I've seen a couple. I know there's a new one where they like show a few additional people. Um, looks like it's gonna be pretty good. At least the adults. I don't know about the kid actors or child actors. Yeah. How much of that do you think is gonna be a? Oh, Fez showed up for a five minute. Oh, a lot scene, and then that's yeah. it. I'm guessing they're going to bring everyone in as a guest spot through like every episode of that thing. Cause it's going to be the old actors carrying it. I have a feeling. Yeah. Red and kitty doing a lot of it. Yeah. But I, but I feel like the main structure of the show is just the young kids, right? At least that's the way they make it sound, but yeah, it seems like it. I don't know. I don't think think that's going to be the reason to watch though. Maybe I'm wrong. Right. And if that's not the reason to watch, then what, how do you keep, carrying that without the other guys really being involved yeah it's gonna be weird too because like as someone who was a teenager in the 90s i'll be curious as to like how accurately they capture any of the things that i experienced mm-hmm. plus i don't know what year it said is it like early 90s like yeah, I'm, I'm not sure or i'm not sure i feel like i saw a date somewhere but it's weird because it all looks like the house still looks the same almost yeah but i, I figure i'd check it up to like you know, once people get a certain age, they just stop renovating their house. <laughs> yeah. So like it always stays like 20 years back from like wherever you die. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's a weird thing. Or at least that's the way the old generations used to do it. Maybe people don't do that anymore, but <laughs> I feel like my grandparents, it was like a time capsule. Yep. And my parents are slowly getting that way too. So yeah, there is uh, yeah, I could definitely see that, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited for it though. I think it, like the trailer had me more hopeful than I think I was hearing that it was getting rebooted. So. Yeah. I mean, I I think if they make the new characters funny and good, I think then, then you got a shot. Yeah. I think it'd it'd be, be a pretty good show then. Mm -hmm. I just, if it's not, and then that's most of the show, I'm pretty like "Mm, checked out if that's, well, I don't know. Knowing Netflix's nature too, to like fund and then cancel everything Mm. immediately. It's like, this is probably going to be a one run and done, but yeah, we can't get Ashton Kutcher two seasons, back. So. It'll be lucky. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I'm curious. It's soon, right? Like it's first quarter of this year. I think so. Yeah. 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 I'm looking forward to that one. Well, speaking of that, what about staff picks? Got any good nuggets? 
Yeah. So I'll start off with a small one. Okay. Just one quick hit out of the way. Not really something pertaining to the kind of stuff that we are, the geeky stuff, but uh, Ken Block, who is a drift master, he was, you know, known for the uh, Jim Connor YouTube videos where he would drift cars over doing all these insane stunts and stuff. Okay. Uh, he died in a snowmobile accident. Oh, really? Yeah. I think yesterday, maybe. But, uh, yeah, so just kind of wanted to shout out those Gymkhana videos because those things were insane when they came out. They still are. It's uh, Travis Pastrana has taken over doing those videos now, and he's he's kind of taken them to a next level a little bit. But uh, As he tends to do, I suppose. Yeah. Um, he actually, I think the last one, like he jumped out of a hotel balcony um and obviously there wasn't enough space for his parachute to really uh land him very well so he uh broke his back or something like that jeez but, interesting yeah uh not seen any of those Khanna videos even if you're not into cars there's a uh, there's some pretty good stunts that they do in those. Okay. Yeah, I was wondering. I saw a few tweets, but I wasn't familiar with who he was, so Let's check it out. Yep. Uh, and my other one is a, a game we picked up for the Switch called Ultimate Chicken Horse. Now, do you want to have any guesses on what, what this game is? Ultimate Chicken Horse. Okay. Any guesses on what this game is? Um... Half chicken, half horse, platformer. Well, you got platformer right, sort of. Okay. So, it's a party game where you're you pick an animal like a raccoon or a chicken or a horse, and there's a simple point A and point B that you need to get to, and right away you can't get to it. So what you do is a box comes up called the party box, and it's full of different ledges or traps or a whole bunch of stuff obstacles that each person can pick and place on the level okay and uh then once everyone places it everybody tries to get to the goal and if they do they get a point if well they only get points if somebody else doesn't make it to the goal so it's a lot of like, I'm going to make this hard, but I also have to make it there as well. Sure. Because each round you get more stuff. And at the end of it, it's just, it's just utter chaos because you're layering things on top of other things. Because it's like, oh, I see what you were, how you got there. I'm going to stop you next time. And there's just. So it just constantly builds on the map. Yeah. There's just like fireballs and just hockey pucks flying everywhere and like <laughs> spikes and i there's there's a million different things that you can put in in a level but uh it, it's pretty fun um that said, sounds really good that said it would be nice to play with somebody who is a little bit more seasoned with platformers because once you get like a little bit hard then with the kids then they're like ah they can't quite make it and then you're what is this dominating run? Uh, 15 bucks. I think it was, okay. it was probably on is, sale. 
This is a newer game? No, it's been a few years now, I think. I I remember when it came out a few years ago, wanting to pick it up. Okay. But finally got Sounds to it. Sounds good. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good uh good multiplayer game for sure. It'll probably end just as badly as Mario Party for us. <laughs> yeah, it has some aspects of that because one person is like you can definitely be a dick about it and you know put things you could put a cannon and then put a spike immediately after the cannon. So all of a sudden when you are trying to get in the cannon to shoot over to the goal, now you can't do that. You get shot into a spike instead, but nice. Sounds really cool. It's a good, uh, risk it's reward a weird be- name. Yeah. Weird. I don't, I don't get the name at all, but maybe those were like really good SEO words. Ultimate chicken and horse. <laughs> Yeah, it's a it's it's a good time because I mean it's kind of got that Mario Maker thing where you're like I want to make this challenging, but I also have to beat it at the end, you know. Well, just everybody collectively doing it together at the same time is yeah, cool. Just just total chaos. Yeah. Nice. I'm gonna check that one out for sure. Um, my pick. I was thinking like I couldn't think of anything in particular. Um, but I was thinking, uh, I've been watching a lot of on YouTube, going back to YouTube, um, channel truck house life. I'd say that's my pick. He, uh, he's a guy out of Alaska who's got a 96, like Ford diesel. And he built a like little wooden mini log cabin on the back of it. It's <laughs> yeah. the truck house. Um, I think, I think his like full-time gig is he's like a driving instructor for like remote Alaska, like flies out to like Barrow and stuff and like does road tests and um, he's a nice road also, trucker yeah basically <laughs> uh, but then basically like he just like spends all his time outdoors so he travels all over in this truck just like whitewater rafting fishing four-wheel drive because he can take his camper off he'll go four by fouring um, but then like once a year for the last couple of years he does like these big looping trips where he drives all the way down from where he lives in alaska to lower 48 and does a bunch of stuff along the way burning man um various whitewater trips and music festivals then he heads back up so he does like a burst of like three weeks where it's like daily videos um of like his travels um, and that's kind of where he's at right now is like tail end of like that so he's been uploading a lot right now he's like it's uploading i suppose he's like maybe a month or so behind real time and where he's at but he was going back up to alaska through like some nasty shit um in canada as far as weather so I know he's just like a really interesting dude and he spends all, he's probably, I don't know his exact age. I'd guess like maybe a few years younger than me, like maybe mid thirties, maybe upper thirties, but just his perspective on like, well, you can wait till you get old, but you might not make it. You know, he's like, yeah. well, you can just like live in the moment. And I was like, Oh, that's amazing advice for somebody who doesn't <laughs> already have children. Yeah. <laughs> Like I'm kind of locked in here. Yeah, can't go live in a truck, can you? (laughs) Yeah, it's like it's quite the life, but yeah, it's. I know he's he's just always doing cool stuff outdoors and like super upbeat and like friendly and does live streams a lot and I don't know, it's just positive vibes in a overwhelmingly negative internet world. So yeah, that's cool. Check him out. There's there's a little something for everybody. He'll be getting into the big snowmobiling season and stuff he did some cool shit last year where he like 
does these things where he'll snowmobile up to a summit and then he'll just like paraglide or like snowboard down and they'll like ghost ride their snowmobiles. So they'll just like <laughs> throttle them off the mountain and just snowboard down to them. I'm like, man, that's the life. Oh boy. Yeah. Sounds like a good time. Yeah. Makes me wonder how much money he needs to live on, but <laughs> after we were just talking alone. about uh snowmobile accidents. But... Yeah. Well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, Be careful. Yeah. Yeah. The diesel, just driving that diesel just to get anywhere that you want to go and, in alaska yeah. then too you know oh i can't yeah. imagine i'm i'm sure the cost of living up there is insane with that stuff yeah but, yeah it's, yeah what is it with channel. that like uh just youtube videos that are so different from your life that you that you know it's just like comforting somewhat to gravitate toward them like right like the guy who builds you know the primitive technology houses and stuff like that like that I could watch those all day long too. Cause it's just like, well, this is, yeah. it's not something I'm going to, I'm not going to go out in the woods and make my own bricks out of, right. or, you know, but I'll watch you do it. Yep. I watch a lot of those guys too. It's like I'm making a dugout, like hidden fort in the woods. I'm like, all right, I got 40 minutes. Let's go. <laughs> you know, I don't want to sleep in that, but good for you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cool. you enjoy our content head on over to geekade where you're going to find podcasts on video games music comics movies and so much more and uh patreon exclusives like early access to episodes recording schedules all available at geekade.com what's your geek So those of you uninitiated, the weekend rental is the game that we pick to uh, play for the week for a given system. Give our thoughts. We'll decide whether we would buy rent or burn it at the end of our discussion. But the, the uh, game this week is a different one. Uh, usually we go with a retro system, which I guess we kind of hit that here, um, but is basically a retro modern game. Um, and that's garbage pale kids. Well, and while technically, it was built on NES infrastructure and hardware in mind. And there is also uh, a NES cartridge of it uh, that launched um, with, with some stripped out features, of course, like rewind is gone and those sort of things. <laughs> yeah. um, the, the version we played was the digital bundle that I think came out on pretty much everything. Um, and it comes with a little package on the switch is where we played at nine 99. I think it's nine 99 everywhere. PS4, Xbox team. Um <clears throat> And yeah, it's um, at first I thought this is one of those games where they like found a ROM and like finished it out and I was reading up more on it. And it was like, no, they just <laughs> that's what they want you to believe. Yeah. And they pitched that kind of in the <laughs> in the game itself. Um, but this is basically just a game built in that style uh, with Garbage Pail Kids, which would have been popular in the 90s um, and around the time of the NES 80s and 90s. And they built a, a platformer out of it. Um ties very much into the nostalgia and the gross out factor of what the garbage kit pale kids were. Um, you get four playable characters that you can swap out to and from any given time. You can trade cards in the game to get power ups and one off things. Um, and there are 
six stages slash worlds, depending on how you want to look at it. I'd say they're expanded stages. And it's basically what you've got is a simple action platformer game. Um, that I don't know. It, it'd, it'd be very easy to think that this came out in, you know, 1989 or whatever on the yep. NES. Yeah. They kind of hit that. Yeah. Um, what do you think of it? I, I liked it quite a bit. The probably the one thing that I thought was like, okay, I, this might be something It's maybe not more advanced than the NES. I just don't think it was something that people were doing sure. back then. I think it was the card trading and the trading, the collection part of it. Yeah. Like, I just don't, I can't think of a game back then that had a mechanic like that. YY World had like some stuff like that in the okay. Famicom. Sure. Or, or Wagonland or whatever. Not YY World, it's okay. a different game. But nothing, yeah, nothing even. Like that was end of level sort of stuff. Yeah. I mean, this Wagonland. has pretty good 8-bit art of those cards. Yes. Um, yeah, considering how small the resolution is, like it does yeah. a pretty good job of like representing what they're going for. Yeah. And it's... It's got a lot of the that original set in there. Um, mm-hmm. Of course, you play as four four of them, like you said, um, and you can. There's a fun some that turn you into the other powers, like flying and stuff like that. Yeah, temporary. Uh, yeah, which I didn't really use too many of those. No, because um, I wanted to keep them. I wanted to keep the cards. Same. Uh, but yeah. So, what are the levels you got? You got. BC, basically like prehistoric times. You got Egypt, Egypt, uh, Tokyo, um, Tokyo, 1985. Yep, hell. Yep, Transylvania. Uh, moon, 2050, which is just basically a trash dump for humanity, <laughs> yep. apparently. Yep. Um, and Transylvania. I yes, think was, which is basically yep. more of a stab at aping on Castlevania than I felt like any certain time period. I feel yep. like, but. That was the one I did not enjoy. I didn't like that level. Yeah. Most of them I I did. Um there was a lot of different rooms like one-off rooms. I guess that's yes. another thing in NES games that you didn't see too often. Or was like yeah. really highly detailed one-off rooms that you'd get into. And that and I think that's like and some of them were just there for jokes. But I think that's where this game falls apart for me is games just weren't built like that for the NES. And that was for a reason is these levels are way too long for their own good. Mm -hmm. I would say in some of them, the level design is downright bad. Um, and yeah, it's just, you, I felt like in almost every case, there's like maybe two exceptions on levels. I started out having a good time. And then by like the half or third way through the mark, I'm just like, this sucks. Like it's just screen after screen of the same, like repetitive enemies. Cause let's be honest, like the, none of the four characters you get are all that fun to control. Like they're all like kind of hampered in some way, except for mm-hmm. maybe like the main guy who's just your hack and slash dude. So like, I never felt like any of the controller or any of the characters really controlled in a way that I loved. And the game isn't like super tight control wise. So you just end up with these like super long expansive levels that, in in my opinion, 
should have been worlds broken into two or three stages instead of them trying to do like the checkpoint thing that they they use. Um, that stuff works in the context of playing this on a new platform, but I wouldn't want to do that on an NES. Like I wouldn't yeah. want six stages. I'd want six worlds with three stages in them. I think is a better fit. Yeah. And you got a great point there. There's a lot of the screens where you're just, it's just like little humps of platforms with some enemies sporadically, like just going back and mm-hmm. forth on it. And it's like, that's, that's pretty, I don't know, pretty boring to get through. Yeah. Um, And then you would hit those, those screens where it's like really detailed stuff and a, a really sense of a, a really good sense of place. Yes. And then the next screen after that would just be like, okay, here's just basically like the same ledge over and over and over. Yes. And there's some like, yeah, really, like you said, like the really detailed rooms are cool. There's some nice like background art, like especially like the Tokyo one where I thought it was people uh, performing things on each other in the background of the windows <laughs> where you realize, no, it's just a guy puking into a toilet. Okay. Uh, yep. Which is also funny, but <laughs> I shouldn't have to look that hard to know. Um, but yeah, I think that's kind of where the game fell apart for me. And also to your point, I don't think the trading card thing is enough of a game changer to make it i mean it's cool but it's almost unnecessary and then the bonus like porta potty fishing game in every level is just downright not fun and takes way mm-hmm. too much time so the, i i've after the first time i just stopped playing it i just avoided I, it because i didn't I like it i couldn't figure out how to do it until the very last one where i finally got one fished up but yeah it's it's like a low rent ddr sort of like button timing thing yeah um what i will say too is when i was playing this is like kind of back to the level design and like the detail is there's a certain weakness in like understanding the path and the level design like in knowing where is a path where's death what doors you can go into what are interactable objects mm-hmm. and a lot of that comes down to um, the design of the game and the color palettes used and the busyness of the textures um, and the backgrounds and the foregrounds, which was something that I found myself being very familiar with and being a big NES collector and homebrew fan. I kept thinking I've played stuff like this, like haunted Halloween and haunted Halloween 86. This is built on those bones. It's retrotainment. It's the exact same people. Same they people. just put, they just put garbage pail kids on top of Halloween 85 and 86, which Halloween 85 and 86, 86 especially are great homebrew games, but they suffer from the same aesthetic um, that makes them a little more convoluted in cases or a little harder to decipher jumps and objects um, because they're pretty ambitious in what they put on screen, but sometimes more is less. I think I think it takes away from the game and the navigation in some points. Um, so once I put that connection together, I was like one impressed with the, what they were able to do building upon those games. Cause you definitely, you definitely can tell that this is the most fleshed out version of, of that engine, what they've done and built. But then also like a lot of the pitfalls were the same as I played on the earlier games. So. 
Sure. So the design really hasn't changed that much. That that's kind of unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah. The level, the level design and like the, the continuity and visuals is always the weakest point of those. Mm -hmm. Tends to be the same thing here. Um, It's worth noting too, that uh, Adam F. Goldberg wrote the script for this game. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's pretty good. So if you're a Goldbergs fan, that's, that's pretty cool. Huh? There's a, well, we'll talk about that in a little bit, but uh, the, the one that I didn't really understand was the baby. I don't know what his attack was. The rubbery face dude. Yeah. So he's Mario. He butt stomps. Oh, okay. So he can, he can jump higher and he just butt stomps. Yeah. Okay. It took me a long time to figure that out too. He's probably the most versatile character because, um, as I mentioned, like with the levels going on too long, at some point in all of these levels, at least where it made sense, I just started jumping over everything on screen. Yeah. Because I got sick of trying to shoot them all. Yep. Um, so he became like my go-to guy until you inevitably fall in a hole that you weren't sure you could fall down or weren't aware it was there, which is the lamest part of this game is like, got four characters but then you come across these like stupid like kind of intentionally dickish like pit areas where there's an enemy there to knock you back yeah and then you fall and once you're on all four characters you gotta start back over yep um and and that can happen like you can go most of the game and that's not an issue but then in 30 seconds you can lose all your characters yeah in one spot yeah that uh transylvania one yes really messing with me bats and just everything there's so much stuff in that level um the other one's not so most of them were not that hard right. overall but the yeah. tokyo one had some that dock area with some of those enemy places oh, yeah. that was, was yep. just shitty yeah just downright shitty well and, and hell was pretty bad with that too but i mean it's hell so you kind of yeah that's a lot's level yep so yeah and uh the, what the story is like he's trying to just find disgusting stuff for a recipe to, for his gum right for stale gum, which the inside joke there being, you know, garbage pail kids were made by tops and tops always put a stick of super hard, super crusty gum in there. <laughs> Whether you bought baseball cards or garbage pail kids, it was always shitty by the time you got it. Yep. Yeah, that's. uh They must be doing a kind of a resurgence of garbage pail kids. I mean, with this game. Yeah, must be well, I know they're making cards. Card- I mean, they've been making cards for a few years, but yeah, I see more merch in stores now, too. Like they're licensing out stuff to Funko and. OK. So. There's a couple of videos in this package as well. Yes. I don't know if you watched any of those. I did watch both of them. OK, so the animated one. Was a parody of Mad Max. Yeah, um, in like a stop of, motion robot chicken style. Yes. However, that I think that was a really bad decision because, I mean, these things are basically based off of Cabbage Patch Kids. Most people probably don't even, most right. younger people don't even know what that is or anything. But putting them in that like 3D animation style, they look like Funko Pops. Like they they were <laughs> almost Funko Pops to me. And I'm like, oh, no. Yeah, I and maybe that's that, what you're right. Maybe, that, maybe that's what they're making fun of too, because that's kind of what they were doing with the Cabbage Patch thing. Um, that was that was a a short. I mean, they yeah. uh, 
they they went all over on the Mad Max stuff. Yeah, they really went hard on the gross out humor too. Yeah, it was a cool inclusion. It was like a ten minute short. And then the other one was like a coming soon like <laughs> origin story where like they found this <laughs> hidden NES game and like they had Chris Kohler and shit. Like I was like, oh, wow, they really was, went for it. That was hilarious. Where yeah, they're basically making the documentary about kind of like the et story the et yes. cartridge where they're digging shit up and yeah but it goes farther where they're sending things down to the bottom of the ocean and uh, into space trying to find these cartridges yeah of this garbage pail kids that game that was canceled because it was so raunchy yeah i thought that was a nice touch and then you know all, it's worth noting like in the digital bundle you also get like music you can do sound from all levels there's an nes style manual to thumb through there's mm-hmm. some concept art stuff so there's for 10 bucks this is a very simple game um but it's a nice little package that they put together for you like a nostalgia fueled package like if you're into garbage pail kids you're gonna get a kick out of it and it's um it's definitely worth the 10 bucks i'm i'm an nes guy and i am glad because i hovered on the cartridge but i'd have been pissed paying 80 dollars for this i don't care if it comes with a box and yeah like it, that's too much for me. I know it came with a digital version too, but it's not that good of a game to justify 80. Like I would pay a homebrew price, like $50 loose cart. That's fine. Yeah. But. It is cool though, that that homebrew stuff is starting to rise above that license, you know, licensed money. Yes. Type shit. Because until now I can't think of another, another thing that's really done that. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Did you get through the whole game then? Yep. Okay. Yeah, I did too. I am. Um, I think the highlight of the game, you know, beyond like just kind of like the grossness factor, is probably the boss fights. Not so much that they're good. I think they're kind of like run of the mill boss fights, but just like the animation in most of mm-hmm. them is very cool and like very large sprites. Iron. I mean, ironically, like a couple of them are just weird in like I I feel like Satan and I feel like the vampire ones did not fit the rest of the game as far as boss battles went yeah. but um still very cool probably the highlight to the game just to see like a really giant sprite on an old NES style game is cool like a whole screen full yep um I like the hotel in that last level too where you're just kind of going through all the different rooms Oh, yeah. And through the yeah. elevators and shit like that. Yes. Yeah, I like the, that one room in hell, too, where it's like you get in there and there's like a store and it's just like 400 pitchforks on a wall. It's like, we sell pitchforks <laughs> and only pitchforks. <laughs> That's a nice uh, touch. Uh, yep. Yeah. The uh, the maps section, too. There's a whole section that shows the maps of all the levels. And that, holy shit, that made me yes. think of all those Nintendo powers that had all that shit in there too, you know? Yeah. That was a it's cool touch, cool. especially like I could see that being useful for a couple of the later levels where it's just like hell. And in the Transylvania ones, like those maps were jacked up. Yeah. How many, Which, cards, again, how many cards did you get? Ah, uh, I don't know. I didn't really keep track. I oh, guess. Okay. Mine said was, I missed two of them at the end. Okay. Well, that, that's are. one other thing we should mention too is like in addition to the four characters there is like a there aren't really aside from the cards there aren't too many like in-game power-ups except 
the fact that you can like knock over garbage cans and spell trash on screen. And once you collect trash, you basically hold a and B and you're it's super Mario like invincible. Yeah. Which is easy enough to collect as you're playing. Um, Yeah. Pretty limited in how long it lasts and like where you'd want to use it. But because again, I don't feel like any of the enemies are too hard. It's mostly just like the barrage that they throw at you that gets you more than anything. Yeah. It's mostly the platforming sections that are the real enemy in this game. Yep. Pretty much. Yeah, I uh, used all those on the boss, and half the time I felt like oh, I probably didn't need to because the patterns on them seemed pretty easy. Yeah. Yeah, minus a couple lame ones where you have to, like, bounce objects at a certain time. Oh, yeah. yeah. Which is never super fun, but still not overly challenging. <clears throat> so were you a Garbage Pail fan as a kid, or did you kind of miss on that? <laughs> yeah, I think they were kind of past me by the time I would have been that age kind of feel like that was almost my case too. Like I was at the tail end of maybe like the first big run. So like I was definitely aware of them, but I was never like, I never collected them really. I just I knew what they were. Yep. Yeah. So I'm, I mean, I'm guessing this package has a lot more nostalgia for someone who's like hardcore into it, but a lot more probably references and inside <laughs> jokes and characters that you recognize. Right. Yeah. I love that the like the character in hell is just like a greaser. (laughs) (laughs) I do like too that there's a whole screen in hell where it's just like bathrooms out of order and then like five hundred people in line to take (laughs) a piss. No bathrooms. Yeah. (laughs) Nice Uh, touch. uh, So I mean, I think we kind of did a pretty good job of covering it, but like what is your what's your verdict then? What would you give it on the Byron Burn scale? I well, so I'm gonna say for ten dollars. Like that's sure. the qualifier. Yes. This is a buy. Um, this was a $60 NES card that your parents had to buy you. Uh, yes. I guess they can buy it for you. You're still not out of the money, but uh, <laughs> it might not be the best decision on their part. Um, right. And I guarantee you they weren't probably like, oh yeah, we got to get them that, yes. <laughs> that puking and fart game. <laughs> but... <laughs> uh i'll I'll say a bye it was it was enjoyable enough uh it's not i mean it's no daddish i'll say for no yeah i don't feel like it leaves a lasting impression i mean it's like it's a it's like a ingesting like a good episode of like robot chicken or something yep um i mean given the context like you said of 9.99 i would probably say bye too but if if we're taking price out of the equation and just being honest, I'd say this is more of like almost a rent for me. Like this doesn't have legs. Like this is, I'll play through it once. Um, I don't even get think, my, yeah. Get my chuckles out of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But at the price point, the package they've got here and the fact that this is probably going to be on sale very soon for less than $10, mm-hmm. it's worth checking out. Um, and it's just cool to support stuff where they're like making retro games that still function on the old hardware. Yeah. Um, and, and these guys are very skilled at it. Like I highly recommend anyone who's listening to this, who hasn't checked out Halloween hunted Halloween 85 and 86 for the NES to do those two. I think those are some of the best early homebrew games. Like they really were leaps and bounds better than what other people were doing at the time. Um, mm-hmm. You know, obviously there's a lot of competition now, but, they still hold up. 
I have an NES maker, so someday I'm I'll be that competition apparently. But yeah, how's that going for you? Mm. Somewhere around <laughs> here, I have no idea where it's at. It's always next year. Uh, yep. Well, with that one out of the way, I suppose this is another episode wrapped, huh? Yeah. Uh, so I'd like to hear if uh, any uh, of our listeners were into Garbage Pail Kids and what their favorite one was. Um, so you can send that to weekendrentalpodcast at gmail.com or you can uh, send it right over as a DM or just to reply to anything on our Twitter. And uh, till next time, be kind, rewind. Mm, buggers. <laughs>